Hi, my name is Pastor Marcus, and I want to welcome you to the Story Church Project podcast, Adventism Redesigned. Our topic of conversation here is the local Adventist church. How can we redesign them to tell their story loud to a culture that's no longer listening? I hope that you're blessed by what you hear and that it inspires you to redesign your local Adventist church today. Hey everyone, it's Mark is here and I want to welcome you back for another episode of the Story Church Project podcast. Today, I want to talk about the one thing Adventists don't care about and newsflash, it's killing us. Now, before I get into the episode, uh, I wanted to say something for, for the listeners and that is that I've gotten... Uh, some good feedback from a lot of you saying that you're really enjoying the episodes and, and you're loving the content, but you wish the microphone quality was just a little bit better. So <laughs> I, I want you guys to know that I am working on it and that if everything goes according to plan, uh, this will be the last episode that I'm recording on the current microphone. And starting um, from the episode next week, I'll have a new microphone with much better quality. I have taken a few steps to improve the quality even with what I have here. So hopefully this episode is uh, a little better than the last few ones. Uh, but regardless, I am looking at upgrading uh, to a better microphone. So just hang in there, guys. And um, thank you uh, so much for listening and, and for interacting with the content anyways. Uh, so yeah, thanks for that. Now, uh, let me dive into today's topic. The one thing Adventists don't care about and it's killing us. Why is the local SDA church dead? Now that's a question that I hear a lot. It's a question that I hear from young people, from millennials, um, from from leaders as well, pastors, and uh, even those in the older generation. It, it's something that a lot of us are struggling with because, as I said in previous episodes and, and written in previous blogs, there's not much of a mystery as far as is. Adventism, the local Adventist church thriving or not. I think most of us are aware, even without having to look at research and data and polls, that by and large, we're in a lot of sin state. By and large, we are not making the impact that we should be making. So this is a question that I hear a lot. And, and look, I'm no guru, and I've said that before as well. I'm no guru. I don't pretend to have the answer. But there is one thing that I believe lays at the foundation of everything. And that's what I want to talk about today is this one thing that I believe lays at the foundation of it all. But here's the problem uh, that I've encountered. The one thing that seems to lay the foundation uh, or, or lay at the foundation rather, um, it happens to also be the one thing that no one really seems to care about. Now, at this point, you must be thinking, bro, what? in the world that you're talking about. And, and so let me give a bit of a disclaimer. I'm happy to answer that question. And that's what this podcast episode is all about. But first, I need you to decide whether or not you actually want to keep listening. Um, because this podcast actually has nothing to do with SDA church structure, strategy, logistics, culture, administration, leadership, or evangelistic slash discipleship making pathways or outreach or innovation or creativity or methods or adaptation. It's got nothing to do with pastoral skills, nothing to do with the challenges of secularization or postmodernism or emerging generations. All right, those are the things that I have found most Adventists care to talk about. But this 
episode is about the one thing that many, not all, right? Not all, but many, most, at least in my experience, don't really care to talk about. And it's the one thing that fuels all our other issues. And it's the one thing that if we keep ignoring, it's it's killing us, guys. It's killing us. So since you're still listening, I'm going to take that as a sign that you've decided to hang around. And I'm going to introduce a basic overview of the problem. And and at the end, guys, so there's no surprises here. I like to just be straight up. At the end, I'm going to offer you a, a book that I've written that goes into a lot more detail than what I will have the, the time for here in this episode. But for now, let me lay this foundation, all right? I want you to picture a bookcase. It's one of those old ones. It's made entirely of wood, really tall and wide, covering an entire wall. And the case is stacked full of books. Now, every book happens to be a story about the meaning of life, and every story is different. Some are thick, 800-page volumes, and some are short, 100-page novels. But again, they all answer the same question about the meaning of life, but they tell a different story with, with, with different conclusions and different answers to that same exact question. Now, as you picture the bookcase, I want you to imagine people coming to the bookcase. Everyone who comes is searching for answers to the meaning of life. Some are old, some are young, some rich, some poor. And when they get to the bookcase, they're confronted with these hundreds of stories, all of them offering their own narrative. So they choose one, sometimes two or three, and they read the books, hoping, hoping to find meaning. Now, I want you to walk right up to that bookcase and begin reading the book titles. One book is titled The Path of Buddhism. Another book is titled The Way of Islam. Uh, and then there's another one titled In the Footsteps of Abraham and another one titled The Wisdom of the Vedas. And as you scan the book titles, you discover that every single one of them, they're religions and philosophies and ideologies. And every book on the bookcase is essentially a story attempting to answer the same question, but they're all telling different stories with their own unique contribution to the search for meaning. Next you arrive at the Christian section. <laughs> um, but instead of finding one book, you find a whole ton of them. There's the Puritan Path and the Baptist Confession and the Methodist Quest and on and on. Now, I don't want you to think of these as religious books. I just want you to think of them as novels, stories. And each of these books represent different perspectives on the search for meaning, on the search for God. They tell a different story and offer different insights into that adventure. Now, finally, you arrive at a book titled The Narrative of Adventism. It's there among all the other books. But here's my question for you. Is there anything in that book that merits it being there? In other words, does that book have anything to offer, anything remotely important to say that no other book is saying? Uh, does that one book deserve to be its own book? Does it have anything meaningful, compelling, or beautiful that no other book on that bookshelf has. Now, if your answer is no, then why was the book even written, right? I mean, what's the point? Why, why add to the confusion of people who already have to sort through so much stuff in their search for meaning by adding an unnecessary story to the shelf? But if the answer is yes, it does have something unique to say, then my question is, what is it about this book that's so unique? What does it say that no one else is saying? All right, now I want you to step out of your uh, <laughs> that picture in your mind because I want to bring this back into sort of the, the space of reality that we're in. That last question, what, is it, what does this book say that no one else is saying? 
That's what I've found is the one thing that many Adventists today don't really seem to care about. When it, when it comes to the question of Adventism's uniqueness, what it is we have to say that is so eccentric and needed, very few people really seem to care. And so on the one hand, I'll find people who, who think they already know, right? There's people who think it's the Sabbath or the truth about hell or prophecy. That's what makes us unique. Um, and on the other hand, there's people who find the question really, they find it offensive. They, they want Adventism to be like everyone else. And if you even suggest that there's something unique uh, about it, then they sort of interpret that as arrogant. And, and here's the thing that I've discovered. Both of these groups are dead wrong. Now, don't get mad at me, guys, all right? I want you to hear me out here. After all, I did give you the option to not listen before. So if you're still here, uh, it's kind of your, your fault. I say, that, I say that with a huge smile on my face, by the way. Um, he, here's my point. The one thing Adventists today don't really seem to care about is why we have a book on that shelf. Now, seriously, if here's the thing. Just hear me out here. If we're saying the same thing everyone else is saying, with a few slightly nuanced doctrines, then that means that we're nothing more than an unnecessary distraction for those on the search for meaning, or for God, or for truth. And if that's all we are, then missional intensity doesn't make any sense. We have nothing to say to the sojourner, nothing to add to the conversation, nothing to offer the wanderer, except maybe a few slightly cool things that other people didn't really think about which don't really make that much of a difference. Now, that's some pretty serious stuff. And honestly, that's why I believe our churches are dead. It's not simply that we lack strategies or innovation or creativity. Yes, that stuff is there. And believe you me, if this is your first time listening to anything I have to say, I talk about that other stuff so much. Just go on the website and you'll find the archive, right? Uh, and it's not simply traditionalism or closed-mindedness that's keeping us from reaching people as well, although that is important too, okay? But the thing is that that's the stuff that we like to talk about. But if we really want to revive our churches, we need to dig deep into the thing we don't like to talk about, the thing that seems to make us uncomfortable, the thing many of us don't want to admit. And it's this, Adventism has something eccentric to say that no one else is saying. That's why I'm an Adventist. <laughs> and I know it's not politically correct, but what we have to say is so compelling, so overwhelmingly beautiful, and so profound that if someone pulls this book off the shelf and they read it, I believe that they will find what their heart is searching for. And, and the reason why I believe that is because it has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with our history, with our culture, or with our institutions. Uh, the Adventist story is really a story that's not about Adventism. It's a story about the heart of God that no one else in all of religion, philosophy, or ideology is telling, and it is exactly what our culture desperately needs to hear. Now, maybe the reason why some of us don't like to talk about this is because there has been a long history of people in the church who use the uniqueness of Adventism in a narcissistic and arrogant way, and that's totally not what I'm advocating here. But at the same time, we have to recognize that there's something about that book on the shelf. There's a story that's being told there about the heart of God that you simply won't find in any other book. And you have to believe that if you want your church to have passion 
for mission. We have to discover our story, a story that's not really about us. Now, here's the thing. I've made some pretty bold claims throughout this episode, and I haven't actually <laughs> defended any of them. Um, and the reason why is because, like I said earlier, I actually did write a book that does just that. And so I go into depth in this book, and I explore this weird, crazy story of Adventism and why it's so unique and why it's so needed in our world, especially today. Um, and here's the thing. I, I actually advertised this book in the previous episode as well. I'm doing it again uh, because I'm so passionate about what this book says. I've actually taken the opportunity to donate 10% of every sale to ADRA as, as a way of supporting the work our church does there uh, in, in, in speaking life and meaning into people's experience and people's lives. Now, if you want your own copy, you can go to the storychurchproject.com to the store. And you can buy it there. It's $10. Again, 10% of every sale goes to ADRA. Um, and I promise you this. If you read this book, You'll never again wonder why our story is on that shelf and why what we have to say is the foundation of our missional success and our passion. So here's my conclusion, guys, as I wrap it up for for this week. You will never revive your local SDA church by simply focusing on things like small groups and missional strategies and leadership skills. Yes, we need that. Oh, my goodness. We need it so much. All right. Yes, we need it. But that's not all we need. If you want your church to be on fire, you have to go to the core of why we exist and what story God has called us to tell. And if we rediscover that story, the story that nobody else is telling, then everything else will flow naturally. Thank you guys so much for hanging out this week. I look forward to um, a new episode next week with a new microphone. Uh, until then, God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Story Church Project Podcast. I hope you were blessed. If you haven't had a chance, head over to the storychurchproject.com to explore. And don't forget to subscribe to the newsletter. I've got a gift that I can send straight to your inbox. It's just for you. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next week.